0: You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan.
1: Be sure to listen for free on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podcast. As Manning fires downfield, looking for draws a flag and he makes the
0: catch with Greg defending. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the Best Damn football team. I'm your host, the Football Grump, and with me as always is Mike, the Cranky Fan.
1: Hey, Grump. How's it going? Uh, I was actually at MetLife Stadium last night for the Rolling Stones, and I am harnessing quite a hangover today. So the good thing was, it's the first time I went to MetLife in quite a long time and didn't expect to see the Giants lose. So that was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, So I guess I'm dealing with the uh, the cranky baby today. (laughs) Hangover. Come on.
1: No, it's not bad. We're now at about uh, 20 hours since the show started and uh, most of the the symptoms are gone, just a little sluggish.
0: Which for you is not a symptom. (laughs) It's reality. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just so everyone knows, uh, the show is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, um, Podbean, and iHeartRadio, yeah. yeah. We're, we're officially all over the place now. So if you have a preferred platform and you've been sucking it up on one that you don't really like, uh, we're probably on your preferred one now, so you can give up on uh, whatever you were sacrificing <laughs> for our sake.
1: Yeah, and uh, we actually appreciate, we got quite a bit of feedback from our show last week when specifically kind of uh, Grump's rant about telling people you know, Giant's Twitter to chill out. And uh, it touched a nerve, and actually on the positive side, so we appreciate all of the feedback we got from it. You know, we're just trying to... uh, On this show, we're really just trying to kind of set expectations. We're trying to make Giant fans smarter as a whole. I mean, not saying that we're geniuses or anything, but we don't like when Giant fan comes off as being the dumb guy, the dumb Guido, the guy you... Hate sitting next to at a game the guy who embarrasses you on Twitter, and you know, Grump was pretty pissed last week. He was tired of hearing all the negativity and all the whining, and it's good he got it off his chest. And I'm glad that a lot of people who are out there kind of agree with us. I mean, we—that's the type of fan we are looking for, and the, the the follows and you know listeners that we have out there. So we we really do appreciate the feedback, and we're glad we're talking to the audience that we want to talk to, and not you know Joe the Meathead.
0: Yeah, I mean, this podcast really started as a means of a keeping it real and calming down kind of thing. I mean, Cranky Fan and I have talked to Giants football, you know, in our leisure time for years, um, yeah. and this podcast was really started out of out of that that emotion, in specifically was was um, you know, I guess overreactionary and uh, you know, to a certain extent, ignorant. I mean, we kind of wanted to be have a voice put out that was like a calm down this isn't a big deal or you know you guys kind of don't know what you're looking at or what you're talking about and that sounds a little douchey and arrogant but I mean the the (laughs) bar was real low then I mean it was like really people who didn't have an idea and you know now it's a little bit more nuanced where it's like you can have a really good argument about you know whether or not the Giants are going to end up winning the trade, trading away Odell Beckham and coming away with, you know, Dexter Lawrence and Kevin Zeitler, et cetera. You know, that's that's really you know, when we put our viewpoint in that. and we're kind of uh, at that point, I wouldn't say it's educating, it's arguing uh, aside and and making it intelligent. But when it comes to the feedback, you know, it it really is great to have positive feedback. But any feedback, I I consider a win. You know, if you listen to the show and you think I'm an idiot and you want to tell me that, you know, it's a great show, but I'm totally wrong about X, Y, and Z. I'm completely open to A that argument, B that criticism. I mean, I might listen to you and be like, you know what, you make a good point. I was wrong, I didn't think of that. I, I'm you know, I, I love interacting with other people and, and talking football with other people. I work with a lot of people who aren't smart football fans and I've given up doing the podcast five days a week where I talk to the idiots I work with and tell them they're wrong. I was just listen to the fucking show. I don't so, feel like doing yeah. it twice, you know.
1: Yeah. And well, you know, anybody who follows me on Twitter at the Cranky Fan knows that in the heat of the battle, I get very emotional and I'll fly off the handle and I'll say irrational things. But there's a big difference between three thirty on a Sunday in the third quarter of a game and Wednesday afternoon, four days removed. Or in July. Middle, or, or or the middle of off season. Or even to the middle of the week of uh you know in the middle of week 12 where you have a chance to kind of take a deep breath think about what's going on and say okay what's happening so we're not perfect we know that we are and we're also we're not professionals we are two giant fans two season ticket holders who go every week and uh you know it's just been a lot of fun and it just felt really good to actually a people are listening to us we're not in just this (laughs) we're not two guys like with uh You know, the the tin cans in our ears talking to each other. So it's cool that people actually are listening and we're people care enough to actually state an opinion. So, you know, keep it coming. You know, keep uh you know, give us a five star rating if you like the show. Even if you hate it, just give us a five star rating so people know that we're out there and leave your comments and you know, we'll you know, we'll interact with you guys as much as possible. And if you're really interesting, we might even Hell, it might even put you on the show for an episode. So uh, yeah, we appreciate that. We wanted to start off the show by, by letting you guys know that.
0: Yeah, by all means, all the, all the feedback it, it really means a lot to us. Um, so you know, if you're listening to this, you know, and you're just kind of sitting around, you know, you're not <laughs> driving or, or doing anything that really takes you away from whatever. I mean, just while you're listening, you know, just throw a comment. Even if it's just like great show, or if it's yeah. like you guys suck, I, I don't care. Um, it really it really does mean a lot to me. Uh Yeah. But enough of that shit. But but along the same lines, um follow us on Twitter. Now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> along along the same lines, this episode is going to be uh kind of a little bit more I don't want to say educational, but just uh tempering expectations. It's it's been a long couple of months since we've seen football in any capacity, right? Uh, I'm I'm sure half of the Giants fan base that at least that are listening watched the Hall of Fame game, even though it had nothing to do with the Giants whatsoever. Um, yeah, hey, I'm going to be honest.
1: Is- I watched uh, two plays and went back to baseball.
0: Um, I didn't even make it that far. I forgot when it starts. It's not when the football starts, and I was like, oh, I don't feel like watching this, and then I just forgot. But I, I get it, though. I, I understand. Believe me, this is the only sport that I truly, truly watch. So when, when it goes months and months without any action, I get, I get excited. And I'm going to be excited Thursday <laughs> when the Giants play the Jets. I, I'm, I'm going to be excited. But I know what the expectations are for what this game is. It, it, if you've ever had like a little brother or like a cousin or a nephew who's younger than you and played like uh, like Pop Warner football – that's kind of what you're going to see, in, in a certain capacity. This this Thursday, there's going to be plays where someone's going to take it to the house 99 yards, and that's going to be you know of course these are NFL guys so it's going to be skill but it's going to be people going to the wrong place. You know you're going to see sacks happen because there's just a hole wide open. People are blocking the wrong people. This is expected. This is where you. This is where it doesn't matter anymore and you know it matters for guys for their jobs but it doesn't matter for the franchise for the team. This is where you work out the kinks. This is where you you figure out you know what you're supposed to be doing, I guess. This is where the mistakes are allowed.
1: Yeah, this right now and also not only are you going to see the potential 99-yard play because something went the wrong way, you're going to see for the next 7 days complete over analysis of it as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be like watching this a Bruder film to see what exactly happened. I mean, it's. I've always said that preseason games should not even have, even the media there, much less charging season ticket holders for the right to watch a practice, because all this is is a glorified practice against another team. You know, they shouldn't keep score. You know, they, I, I actually think they should be more like. So how sometimes they do like or they, you know, most colleges do like their spring game where it may not necessarily be a game, but situational, like let's Mm. start on the 40 yard line and run some plays and see what happens. I mean, that's how little I consider these to be games, but more than, you know, scrimmages for coaches to evaluate, you know, evaluate what's their roster, how well their install has been for drills and install of of offenses. It's really, that's all it is. And for anybody who wants to use this as a measuring stick at the Jets versus the Giants, remember why normally the quote-unquote Snoopy Bowl is the third preseason game of the year. Yeah,
0: I don't well, know why it's different this year.
1: It's different this year because they're playing each other in the regular season. Oh. And because, you know, usually in the third game of the year, theoretically, your starters play the most. You actually, you know install an offense like you're going through a real dress rehearsal and they both agreed because if they are playing each other in the regular season let's move it to the first game of the year where the starters might play a series or two you're just running vanilla offenses vanilla defenses you're just getting the kinks out so that's why this
0: game is the first game of the year this year I did not know that but that makes perfect sense yeah. um, one thing I will say though is Right, right, so so we're talking about tempering expectations. While you will see over-analysis of every single thing, you won't hear it on this show when we do it next week after the game. We'll, we'll definitely call out plays and players that stood out. I mean, the 2011 Super Bowl probably doesn't happen without the 2010 preseason game with Victor Cruz, right? I mean, obviously this stuff is important. You know, it, it, it doesn't mean nothing, but... Again, we're talking about a guy who had three touchdowns in a preseason game versus, and then a whole year went by before he played. But versus, you know, somebody who does one ninety-nine yard run. Obviously, you know, there's consistency. This all carries over into practice. You know, it's it's we we'll talk about stuff, but we're not going to overanalyze it. And you know, whatever. Uh, But what I will say is, this is supposed to be vanilla offense, vanilla defense. I'm not going to be totally shocked as as uh, something I'm going to expect. With Greg Williams running the defense for the Jets, I won't be surprised if we start seeing blitzing and you know a little bit yeah. more exotic for pre, for preseason he, game one.
1: He's a designated scumbag, Greg Williams. So I would not be surprised at all. And you know, this is a team that is so desperate, the Jets, to have relevancy, even as much as an irrelevant giant team that. They will pull shit like that to, you know, make sure they win a game like this, which is totally meaningless, so they can get the back page and get the glory. No matter how we, I mean, remember this is a team that back when uh, Rex Ryan was the coach brought Mark Sanchez back into a game with all his backup quarter uh, offensive line, and him getting hurt for the year, and his excuse was we were trying to win the game. I mean, they're always a been a second-rate organization. And to your point with Greg Williams out there, don't be surprised if they're doing things to, you know, meaningless victories at potentially other plate teams expense.
0: I mean, I I think Rex Ryan is, is very rah-rah and it definitely had a Jets Giants vibe to his decision-making. I think Adam Gase is a lot more measured and he's going to handle this like, like a head coach should. Uh, But Greg Williams, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the franchise. I think he just has, you know, penis envy and he's got to walk around like he's got the biggest dick in the room at all times, even when it doesn't matter. So that's where I think it comes from with him. He's just he's just a bona fide asshole. And um <laughs> I, I I would not be surprised if we saw something ridiculous. You know, Jamal Adams coming playing defensive end or you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying. You guys get the point. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't expect the same from the Giants. I expect very, very vanilla everything. Especially yeah. since we probably have the most vanilla head coach in the league.
1: Yeah, I mean, they any head coach worth his salt is trying to install the plan which started back in the very first OTA and com- concludes in week 17 of the season. And, you know, the first preseason game is another little milestone. He's trying to prep his team to be ready for that milestone and move on to the next milestone. So you're right. Individual... Moments like Victor Cruz can help in the long run, but you know, that's not really the goal of this. The goal is to let's get our units working together against in live game time action and get stuff on film that they can evaluate, whether it's uh, you know, roster spots or personnel decisions or
0: play design,
1: Yeah. yeah, schematic things. So,
0: um so let's kind of just run through a couple of guys and what we think our expectations, what our expectations should be for these guys, you know, in the first preseason game. And we'll start right at the top of the list with Daniel Jones. What do we expect? How long should we expect him to play? What do we expect to see out of him?
1: I well, as of now, he is still the two or three on the depth chart.
0: I think he's two on the depth chart uh, in terms of practice reps. Uh, But I think if a theoretically, if Eli Manning were to get hurt right now, I think they would probably start Week One with Alex Tanny, maybe, Uh, just because, you know, he's just a veteran; he knows the ropes.
1: I agree. So with that in mind, I expect to see very little of Daniel Jones in Week One. Very little. Really? Yeah. I think you'll see Eli. I, I think you'll see Eli for maybe two series, maybe, and I, but I think you'll see Alex Tanny play a
0: lot. Okay. <laughs> I, I think Jones and Tanny will probably split an, an even amount. I'm not sure who's going to come in first.
1: Yeah, I, I think Tanny's I think he comes in, he might even come in still in the first quarter, and I think he'll play most of the game. I think they want to get, because remember, Tanny hasn't had as many reps, you know, in the last couple of years either, so I think getting him some game time in there would help him out, because if you know, Eli wants to go down in week two or something. You know, Tanny still doesn't have that much uh, game mileage on, and I think it's good to get him prepped and ready to go in case. I think Daniel Jones, you know, I don't think he's ready yet to. You know, I, the reps now, I don't think will really do that much of a good, especially if they think that Tanny's the backup right now. Now, give it a whole training camp, give it a whole preseason, you know, a whole season of practice time, their roles may flip. Yeah. And if we're out of it in week twelve, I don't think the decision is going to be. You know, we we all assume this. It's not going from Eli to Alex Tandy. It's going from Eli to Daniel Jones. But he'll be much more prepared at that point than he would be now. And I I, I just don't think they want to. I don't think they want to waste those snaps on Jones just yet.
0: I can agree with that. I'm not sure how they're going to handle the preseason since it is kind of a glorified practice. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Daniel Jones was. Took the second team reps in this game, or if he took the third one, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Both both yeah. ways look make sense to me. I mean,
1: and and again, if if he comes in as the second guy, or if he comes in third guy and plays a lot, and it's not what I predict, I'm not going to be mad about it by any stretch. Like, what are they doing? It's just you know, that's personally how I would see them doing it myself.
0: Yeah, so that's and fine. We think uh, Kyle Loletta is probably you know maybe half of the fourth quarter, three quarters of the fourth quarter, something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so again, I really don't think Daniel Jones will factor in much at all in this game. That doesn't mean you're not going to see him in the second game of the year, or uh, the preseason or the third game. I think for this first one, though, I don't think just
0: yet. And again, tempering expectations. Whether he throws two touchdowns in this preseason game or if he goes one for 12 with an interception means nothing. This is the time to do those things.
1: Yeah, let's stop with, if he throws an incomplete pass or a pick, that bad draft pick and all, all of that bullshit. I don't want to hear another rehashing of they shouldn't have drafted Saquon Barkley, all of these things. I mean, this is the draft pick. He's on the team, and it's irrelevant. It's like throwing a, 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 a pass in a, in a scrimmage or throwing a pass in a drill. That's all these games are. So if we're going to start going down that road, down Hot Take City, You know, please, again, go back to Grump's tirade from last week.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is – nobody is going to be held to scrutiny of one single play. Uh, And again, staying even keel, like I said, if if his first play is a 50-yard bomb for a touchdown, I'm not going to get any more hyped about him. It's it's probably just as much a blown coverage as anything, but – Um, staying staying with that vibe, how much do you want to see Saquon Barkley in this game? Uh, Not at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very honestly, I I don't want to see him at all. I I don't see, you know, there are four preseason games. This first preseason game is a month out from the regular season. I know what he can do. I'd rather him just get his reps and get conditioning and get ready during practice. You know, start with a light load in week two. Slowly work your way up in weeks three and four, and then get ready for the regular season. So that to me, I don't want to see him one bit.
0: I'm okay with one series, maybe two series. I, anything more than that, I'm I'm starting to throw a tantrum.
1: There's uh, no way we're gonna see him that long.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I would I be beyond Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of uh, battles to be had there with uh, Wayne Gallman and Paul Perkins, for that matter.
1: Yeah, there is better uses of the coaches and the players' time with the snaps that you only have the limited amount of snaps you have in a game than having Saquon Barkley going through the motions and you know setting himself up for risk for serious injury. Uh,
0: how much do we se- expect to see seventeenth pick Dexter Lawrence in this game?
1: I think you're going to see him quite a bit. I mean, these are guys, you know, rookies, they need to get acclimated to game conditions. And, you know, I, you, you can't have enough of them for guys like him. And also, I think they're trying to do different things with him. They mean, he may not be doing as much in college. So I think you'll see him quite a bit in this game.
0: I, I think we're going to see a bit of Dexter Lawrence as well. Like you said, I think he's going to move around a lot, and for that reason, they're going to want to see him play defense, play play five technique, play three technique, play one technique, or zero technique. I, I think they're going to move him around a lot because they want to see all of that. I think he's going to be out there for a little bit longer. He'll be out there longer than the the other projected starters of, you know, Hill and Tomlinson. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, if Dexter Lawrence doesn't have a sack in this game, it doesn't mean that it was a bad choice at 17. Just exactly. keep saying that because his name that I see pop on Twitter is a bust or a bad pick often.
1: I don't hear the word bust from anybody for almost three years, to be very honest. Yeah,
0: true. Um, So Sam Beal is i i'm assuming not going to play i don't know if they've announced who is and isn't out for this game but he hasn't really practiced in a couple of practices now uh dealing with a groin or hamstring something some soft tissue injury Uh, which is unfortunate because i was looking forward to see what he could do um but we will see deandre baker um how long do you think we're going to see him out there though
1: I think you're going to see again, like you know, all the other rookies. Guys are going to they're going to try to get more than less reps because they want to get them. You know, they want to give them these, uh, you know, as much run as they can. I mean, this is their first time playing in the NFL. You know, those first few snaps are probably going to have butterflies a little bit and may not be, you know, their most efficient, optimal, you know, selves. Once they kind of. When the game comes down, slows down just a little bit because they've been playing for a few things, they'll be more doing what they're supposed to do. So I, I think you'll see, see him quite a bit.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited to see him play. Uh, was, it was, a for me, a surprise pick to move back into the first and take him, and I, w- I was very happy when they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was kind of a toss-up as to who was going to get the first-team reps between him and Beal, Beal having been here for a... A year, even if it was just in the classroom or whatever, but you know, more acclimated, had time in the in the weight room in an in NFL weight room. Because remember, these guys who come out of the draft, they've been training to do the combine, which is not right. their normal training at all. I mean, they're these guys are putting on weight and dropping weight like crazy. They're you know just they're training trying
1: to do the shuttle run. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. They're, they're yeah. training to jump high. It's you're right. It's a little silly you see like their stats and everything, it's because they train specifically for it. It's not necessarily football moves or football actions.
0: Which seems weird to say out loud since they're specifically designed to be football moves. It's just it's not the normal training that people would do in the off season. It's it's too broad spectrum. I mean, you don't see offensive linemen ever trying to run a forty in a in a fast time any other time than coming out of college. So um mm-hmm. But Baker has taken that away from Beal uh, before Beal got hurt. So, you know that's good to see that that the investment is paying off. Um, I'm interested to see how long we're going to see Nate Solder and Mike Remmers. What do you think? Very little. Yeah.
1: Very little of the starting, and that's why it'll also lead into the next question: How long, we, like, kind of, how long to we'll see Eli? I mean. Hmm. All I think it's more predicated that Eli's gonna play less because they want to get those main offensive linemen out of there as fast as possible and not have them exposed to second team offensive linemen. Not so much that they don't want to have Eli to get his reps, but again, there's nothing to prove with these guys out there. They will, you know, they will get their reps more in games two, three, and four. We're a month out. We cannot afford injuries to this offensive line. We feel pretty comfortable about the starting five. We do not feel comfortable from six on.
0: Right, yeah. I mean that's that's pretty much what I was gonna say is that as much as we talk about, you know, what Gettleman has done to rebuild this offensive line, it's a completely new set of five from from when he took over. Every single mm-hmm. position, every guy. Um and that's well and good, and I think we're pretty happy with what we've got trotting out there, uh, you know, on Sundays. But the guys, the next man up at every single spot on that line, our guys were shaky about. And exactly. I think that I think that Gettleman wants to make a franchise where you have that deep bench of of hog so that you don't have to have the deep bench of Saquon Barkley's. You know, if you've got that powerful offensive line and Barkley is a little banged up, you can sit him because you've got that good offensive line. I think that's what he wants to build, but that takes yes. a lot of time because you are building depth at five positions as opposed to one, two, or three.
1: Exactly, exactly. And again, this is still only – this is the second year of building, correct, Gettleman? Or is this the yeah. third? No, yeah, it's second. second. So, I mean, people are going to be very anti and pro-Gettleman for every move he makes. But look at what we've done so far from the hole that was he was inheriting to now but this is not a finished product.
0: No, 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 no. Um, but that said, this is actually a good... Uh, again, we don't want to expose any of these first-string offensive linemen to, to serious injury by having them out there uh, too long. But it is good to have the depth guys... Get more and more reps out there because I can guarantee you that the starting five for this offensive line are not going to play all 16 games. I don't think no. that's really ever happened. No.
1: And it's going to be a lot of times when multiple guys are going to be not playing. So it's not like just one, oh, he's just slide one over and be okay. There's going to be situations where you're going to have two, three guys who could be could be down. And that may be just for a play or a series or a quarter, not necessarily for
0: multiple games. Exactly. Um, guys like O'Shane Ziminis and uh, Ryan Connolly Boy. and uh, Chris Slayton and Ryan Connolly and O'Shane Ziminis, they're going to follow, I think, that same mold as Dexter Lawrence where they're going to get as much reps as they can. Um, especially, I would think, Connolly and Ziminus because they're kind of. Ziminus, I think they want to get in the rotation this year as a pass rusher. Connolly, I think because he's the first man up, I think, at the inside linebacker position, what they're aiming for, uh, they need to get him some fucking NFL reps.
1: Yeah, I mean, these are these, are these little battles we're going to see, you know, and. We always say it every year, these little side battles that we forget about in November. But when we get into August, they're interesting. You know, we need to develop depth and we need to develop it with competition. So this is this will be interesting, you know, one of those little interesting battles.
0: Yeah. Um, as far as um, Julian Love and Corey Ballantyne go, though, I think that we're going to see a little bit more of them because they are kind of playing – a lot of different defensive back positions. I think we're going to see them rotated into some safety looks and you know some some nickel corner, some outside corner. we're, we're seeing um, love play outside, I think for the first time this week in practice or was it Ballantine? Either way, both of them have been looking good more recently in practice. So, uh, the more that they get exposed to all those different positions and all those different responsibilities, the better. Especially in live drills where they don't know the guy lining up across from them. Mm-hmm. Um, how much Jabril Peppers do you think we're going to see?
1: Again, in the first game, I don't expect to see much from him. I.
0: What about the, what about the rest of the preseason?
1: I think you'll see a slow increase in the amount of work he gets, but I don't think you'll see, you know, he he doesn't have to prove anything again, as far as, you know, a starting spot or anything. If he goes down, that would be, you know, a very serious problem. So I think they, they err on the side of caution with a guy like him just for his importance out there. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that that sentiment is going to be the same for any wide receiver that they put out there. They're going to be real cautious oh, God. with the yeah. <laughs> I have to think that Golden Tate is going to play just as long as Eli Manning, and that's it. Cody Latimer, even I mean, at this point, we, we I would have thought at the beginning of the year that he would get some quality reps in in this game. Um, not anymore. Uh, I don't think. I think. Well, I gotta be honest.
1: To I I really think people people who aren't very bright are gonna be like, wow, that was a very vanilla offense. I think because of the, all the injuries in the wide receiver core, it's going to impact how they're actually going to play call this game. I, I, you know, I, I just don't, you're not going to see, I don't think 35, 40 passing attempts, because quite honestly, I don't think they have the bodies you know to, to handle a, a big you know, aerial assault, even if it's a preseason game. So you might see them running more than you would normally would in a game like this.:
0: Right. And the same goes for Ingram and Ellison too. I mean, at this point with the injuries at wide receiver and, you know, Tate's looming suspension, uh these guys are just as much receivers as they are blockers. But that's that's really it. I I, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm excited that it's it's visual confirmation that it's finally it's time.
1: Yeah. It's football season. We've been talking about this. We've probably done about I don't know. 15 shows since the last giant game, at least more than at that, probably 20 more than that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, you know, I mean, especially been... with the, with the draft buildup, you know, we, we talked about players that are not on the team. We've talked up players that are on the team. Um, you know, we've talked a lot since the last time we've seen <laughs> any football.
1: I'm sick of my voice. <laughs> but I mean, this week, you know, little things like hard knocks is starting tonight. And guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be watching.
0: You know, we, yeah, we uh interesting. It's, um have you ever watched Last Chance U on Netflix? I have not. Oh, okay. I, I was gonna see which one you preferred. So I I will guess I'll put that out to whatever audience is listening. Hit me up on Twitter <laughs> at football grump with or yeah, yeah. Football which, under not football underscore grump. Come on now. Is it oh shit, did I say it wrong? I'm sorry. At football underscore
1: Jesus, grump. that's why nobody follows you. You clown yeah. the wrong
0: um let me know which show you guys prefer hard knocks or last chance you it's very interesting because they're essentially the same show in different settings um yeah i'm interested to see which one people prefer because i feel like hard knocks has gotten away a little bit from the football and gotten more into the personal lives thing ever since it came out that jj watt learned the dolphin snap count from watching (laughs) <laughs> it's been a little bit less it's been more montagey with the football stuff and then more about the personal lives and it's just to me gotten more boring. But Last Chance U stays right in there with I mean, there's still that stuff, but it stays right in there with, you know, the play calling and all that other stuff.
1: Yeah, if you go back, I know usually in the summer, NFL Network replays old seasons. And if you see some of those early years of hard knocks and compared to now, it's really a whole different show. Yeah. Um you know, I, I think the older ones are more compelling. I mean, guys like you know, Brian Billick, I thought were good coaches to be on that. They weren't playing to the mugging to the camera as much as some of these guys are now, like the Dave Campos of the world, who are just, or uh, you know, Rex Ryan, who are just hams trying to suck up as much you know Facetime as they can to build their brand. But uh, you know. It's a perfect show when you're at this time of the year and you're like, give me anything with football, and there it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um But yeah, that that starts tonight. I'm honestly probably not gonna watch, but I I like to string those together, so I'll wait a couple weeks and I'm always behind the curve. But <laughs> um It's it's football season, so uh I'm I'm super excited. And uh, I hope you guys are too. I, you know, I tell you guys not to overreact, but that doesn't mean don't get excited.
1: Oh, sure, absolutely. I mean, hey, if you need, uh, if you need tickets for the for the game Thursday, hit me up. Maybe we can make work out a deal because I can't make it Thursday night. So, <laughs> hit me up is yeah. always on Twitter at at the cranky fan.
0: But but for real, I, I really um, I, I've been thinking about it since since we put the show up on Spotify, and you know we've gotten. We've gotten some feedback. It really means a lot to me. But, you know, as always, you can reach out to me at football underscore grump. Um, I'm on there quite a lot because I don't like doing work at my job. So I play on my phone. Um, and the, sh- the show has a, a Twitter handle as well at uh, just giants pod. So you can ask the both of us that way without having to tag us individually. You can hit the show. We both have access to that Twitter account.
1: Mm hmm. And, and we can find find this is always on, basically anywhere you go to listen to a podcast. I mean, look, you're listening to us now. You have some way of accessing podcasts. You've done it before for other shows that you like, but so you just go anywhere. Go to i iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify and iHeartRadio, Podbean, wherever you get those wherever, other shows. Yeah. You know, we're there too somewhere.
0: Yeah. And just follow us on there. Um, and when you type do, in, just type in "just giants," you'll find us. If you haven't already followed us, follow us right now. And at the same time, just leave a star rating.
1: No, 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 no. Leave Leave us five or nothing. Don't leave us. Center. We want five <laughs> ones. I don't. I don't want a three star rating because you don't feel it. I want all of you guys out there five <laughs> star. <laughs>
0: Just uh, be sure to give us a rating at the same time you follow us. Save yourself some time for looking for us for a new episode. Just be alerted when we get one. Or if you want to turn off notifications, whatever. But at least they'll be there when you want them um, without you having to look. Um, And that's it. So uh, come Thursday, you guys are watching the Giants game. Just know, go Giants.
1: Go Giants.